You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chief, some host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Thursday, as the Chiefs continue preparations for Sunday's divisional round matchup against the Buffalo Bills, we heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, cornerback Legarius Sneed, and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with Steve Spagnolo, followed by Matt Nagy. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Legarius Sneed and Dave Tope. Here's the Chiefs defensive coordinator. Noon, all of the above, right? How's everybody doing? You got a heat wave. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I think we were going to try to get outside, but I don't know if the fields. Yeah. Anyway, not a lot to say other than happy to be back here another week doing this. Hopefully we're doing it again this time next week. But with that, I'll just kind of open it up. Steve, a lot of your continuity, a lot of your success this season has been in continuity, but the tranquil of Menehu and Edwards, I think, yeah. made a big difference. I wonder if you could speak to the sort of collective impact they made, but maybe uh, if you could speak a little bit to what each one Yeah. Did the mo- to me, the most impressive thing with those three guys, especially Mike and Drew, because of the positions they play and uh, w- what you're needed mentally to pick up everything, uh, has been out- as-, as good as I've probably had in a free agent, two free agents coming in. Charles, it's a little bit different because it's D-line. It's not quite as taxing, but and, you know, we lost Charles for a little bit. But those three guys, and what's really nice about that. You know, you ask that question, it just kind of pops in my mind, and the credit goes to Brett Veach and his guys. But that's one at each level. You know, if you could if you could bank on doing that every year in free agency, wouldn't that make a huge difference, right? But they've been, you know, listen, and Brian Cook, let, let's not forget Brian. I mean, that's a starter that we don't have now. And yet I think Mike has stepped in there, and we haven't skipped a beat in the chemistry. We know what happened when Nick got dinged and uh, – we didn't have to back off in anything, you know, not in scheme or the way we played because Drew stepped in there. So I think th- what they did stepping in, I, th- I think, speaks volumes to how important they've been. So did you talk uh, a few weeks ago about uh, Snead coming to you at some point during the offseason and saying, hey, I'd like to travel with the number one guy from the other team? Yeah, I, may, I might have gone to him because I had that in my mind the whole time. Well, I think the, well, the conversation was I, I said to LJ, if we can have the right nickel, that we feel, then then we need to get you out, and then that's when Trent developed. Yeah, I, I and, thought he said actually he, he may he may have uh, yeah he pro- probably the both of us. Anyway, think. was that a tough decision? And, and what kind of what goes into that? To have him. Yeah, yeah. And, and what what are the pros and cons? What went into? Yeah, that not really. I, I'm the only con I can think of is we all know how effective he was at nickel, right? With the pressures and things that he did in there. Um, but because Trent has stepped in and does such, I don't think we've lost anything there. And I just think LJ is the kind of guy that loves a challenge. You know, and when you say, hey, I need you to go cover that guy, that's as big a challenge as you can get as a DB in the NFL, right? We need you to take that guy out of the game. And he embraces it um, 
and you, you all know he's done a great job with it. Really has. Now, you notice even last week. Did you? Did, was it evident to you guys that Tyreek, early in the game, was starting on one side and motioning over to the? You know, it felt like you know there was a reason why he was doing that. To, uh, and I, you know, I, I would anticipate some of that same thing. I mean, these guys do that anyway. Um, but that's, that's one way people try to do it. Uh, but it's, LJ has been, I, I have no idea why he hasn't gotten the kind of recognition that, that still befuddles me. Um, I don't want to go down that road right now, but I'm, I'm real proud of him. I love, you know, LJ is maniatite. Pressing Tyreek Hill is always a pretty big risk because if you yeah. miss, he blows right by you. What went into, I mean, was that the way LJ? Yeah, just, con- just listen to trust and confidence in LJ, and that is, to your point, that is the, what, the way he plays. Um, that's what he likes to do. That's what he's good at. Um, you know, I, I've said this before that, you know, when you're a pressed corner in any system with any team, sometimes <clears throat> your efforts and what you're doing really goes unnoticed. Because if you're on that guy and doing what you do, it, the ball doesn't even get thrown there. And so it goes someplace else, and maybe somebody else gets the PBU, or, or maybe we get a sack because he couldn't throw it to the guy. So, But LJ does it as good as anybody. I think he does it as the best in the league. Back, back to Edwards for a second. Can you take us to the extent that you can through the interception and what the sort of the safety action was on that? Yeah. Um, the, the one we got in this past game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we were in man under. We were in some version of man, and he was back deep. Um, didn't to a scramble a little bit, and and then it was overthrown, right? It was overthrown. Yeah, it was a little bit overthrown, and I forget who was covering. Maybe Justin Reed or somebody had who he was throwing to. Yeah, I think he was referring to the three. Yeah, well, we did. We call it a toggle. I mean, we do that in some of our coverages where we we have spins, toggles, twists. You know, we have a bunch of different moving pieces and I you know going back to Mike and I'd add Justin Reed in there and Brian Cook when he was here those guys to be able to do all that and have it come out right in the end is a credit to those guys you know but we do that on purpose in hopes to maybe get a little bit of a confusion you know so speaking of all the different things like how much more are you able to do this year year two with all those young guys yeah versus what you had last year and how do you is it just a feel on when to keep layering on more yeah. and more and more yeah, it's a, you know, you get to this part of the season is you, you don't go, go too far away from what you are, but there always is a wrinkle. I mean, Andy talked about that in the team meeting this week that all three phases are going to have some wrinkles because when you get to this point in the season, everybody knows you, you know, and everybody's studying you. And we've played Buffalo before. So you've got to have something a little bit different. And if you're, if you're in the position in the playoffs and you, and you need to do that, it's nice to know that you've got cerebral guys that can roll with that. And they, they do embrace it. Our guys like that. Like, like Nick, Nick doesn't want vanilla. <laughs> you know, Drew doesn't want vanilla. Justin Reed, those guys want, they want to be challenged mentally. They want to challenge the opponent's offense. And, and not, not all guys are like that. Um, I've coached bef- guys before that just like, hey, I just want to play man or, or play post, you know, and just let it roll. But these guys are, these guys are great that way. You guys have faced the Bills a bunch of times now this quarterback and a lot of the same wide receivers and all that. Just what are the main challenges in dealing with the quarterback? You know, well, just about everything. Um, you know, the size, the arm, the mental aspect of it. Um, and then you add, at, add in his running ability. To me, when you put that tape on and he's running and the way he makes people miss at 6'5 and whatever he is, to me is amazing. I don't, I don't know where you've 
ever seen that. I mean, some of the other athletic quarterbacks in the league, you know, but he's he can be a full he could he could probably play fullback in this league, tight end, right? He could probably be an offensive tackle, a defensive end, a linebacker, and be an all pro at all of them. I mean, I'm you know I'm not, really not kidding if he wanted to do that. But he happens to be a quarterback that can throw the ball real well. To me, they've become really challenging. The run game now is surfacing with Cook. They got both their tight ends now. I think tight ends are hard to take out of a game. You know, it's a, some, in some regards, it might be when you can find a wide out. But the, these two tight ends and having two of them, and then you throw the quarterback in there like you're talking about, it just makes it extremely difficult to defend. And we just got to be on point in the things that we do, and we're going to need ev all 11 guys wherever the ball ends up, whoever they give it to. Sounds simple, but, I mean, it's hard to do. You mentioned jamming and jam territory, but one play where the Jerry's playing them. Yeah. Like, what goes, like, you play that? Rewind, play, rewind, play? Like, what's the I did. <laughs> I did. Because it's, what's you're like a proud papa when you see that. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's him. Like, he has a unique, talking about LJ. Yeah. He just has a unique knack of the timing. I mean, you brought the point up. That that may be the toughest guy in the league to press and do that. But he happened to catch him uh, really good, and it was a. It was, I think that I think Tua was looking over there, so it took him somewhere else. And I can't. Did we get a sack on it? Did he throw it away? Or it was a sack. I think. Yeah, I think George might have yeah, got it. And and that's part. That's a piece that like you saw it because it was so dynamic. But there are other plays like that where he might just ride them out we don't really see it we see the sack and uh, but that's what we call hidden production I mean that's hidden production for us what LJ did that was I'll be watching it again some <laughs> sometime somewhere Steve you obviously got a lot of linebackers that you trust but in particular when you have that look with with Nick and Drew on the field at the same time especially against a quarterback like Josh yes that advantage that really gives you well, it's, it's two Mike linebackers on the field, so automatically you've got two guys that can run the show and control things. And I think, to be quite honest, when that happens, I think it, it helps Nick. Like, he knows that Drew can, you know, talk to the other half of the line because Drew knows the exact same things he does. So, And that, that's part of the chemistry um, that I've talked about. Those two guys are, you know, from the chin to the hairline and the, just their the mental aspects of the game are outstanding. They, they're, they're both of them throughout the course of the year We'll go home at night. We'll watch tape. They'll circle back into my office, and they'll they'll come up. With, they'll speak of something that I may or may not even thought of, and I say, "Yeah, we need to do that." You know, or we need to call it. The little thing like, um, Coach, the, these two words sound the same. You know, two different defenses, right? If we keep them the same and we get in the huddle, one guy doesn't—that's a good point. Let's change the name of that one. But but they think like that. Not every guy does that. They're, but they're both like that. It's great to have them on the field at the same time. Steve, two things related to Sean McDermott. If I'm not mistaken, you were with the Eagles when he was Andy's yeah. assistant. Yeah. Remember him that far back? Oh, God, yeah. Sean and I are really close. He's like uh, my younger brother. Um, he, Sean, Sean basically stepped into each job that I had. Like, so he went. Now, I wasn't Andy's assistant, but then I was quality control, and when I moved up, Sean took that spot. And then. I moved to the linebackers, and he went back and became a secondary coach. And then when I went to the Giants, he became a linebacker coach. So, but Sean and I are really close. He does an outstanding job. I think we knew he would be what he is right now. Do you, do you see something like that, in, even in a role like that with Andy, where you're kind of bottom of the totem pole? I mean, can you 
say when he's the assist, personal assistant to oh Andy. did i know then did you see something in him? well no listen I, sean was in the he was actually in the um business side of the oh, right. the eagles initially and i and i would see him and then i don't remember exactly what happened either somebody left and then when when sean came in to to, to get that spot we already knew him a little bit and it was like oh yeah he'd be great but that's that's how you felt about he, he was organized and you know and he was he was great at what he did but just the other part is it, it's ancient history probably by now but it, you know you're one of the former andy head coaches who coached you know former assistants to andy who coached against him what was that experience like going against andy, andy? Yeah, yeah yeah uh challenging you know and it was so it was the eagles and he had donovan and a bunch of talented brian westbrook that was a headache um with donovan and brian when i was in new york and then Certainly, I, th I think I, I where I was, Rams but thing, yeah, Rams when they was with the Eagles had Michael Vick. That was another headache. Um, they we opened up against them in St. Louis. Uh, you know, what I remember about that game. The very first place from scrimmage we had on offense, Stephen Jackson scored a touchdown, but popped his uh, quad or something, and didn't play the rest of the game. Danny Amendola was our best wide receiver, got hurt in the second quarter. Our best corner went down. We had him like we we I'll tell you, we had him beat. I thought we had I thought we had him beat, and then all these guys and they beat us at the end, and that was the opening. That's what I remember. You got me going. Then we had to see Travis right up there. They came to New York when I was with the Giants, but we beat them in that game. Put like three guys on Travis. Last one, uh, yeah, Steve. For you going into the Buffalo atmosphere and everything, what type of tempo or mentality are you want the guys to set early on to sort of kill the engine type of game? Yeah, I mean, that's always part of it, and that's kind of our term for tackling. Um, but listen, you go into a setting like that, there is a little bit of let's make sure we survive the what comes early, because there is a lot of that, and then thrive. You know, we talk about surviving in that kind of env environment and then thriving through it, and hopefully we can do that in the game. But we expect it to be a great atmosphere. That's what the Buffalo fans are like, and then that team. They're really pretty good. It's a heck of a challenge. It's good to be playing in it, but it's a, but, but it's a good challenge. Thank you, everybody. You got it. All right. Have a good day. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Go ahead. Just, uh, I was just asking Steve about this. And, and obviously, Andy has a bit of a coaching tree and mm -hmm. on it and played him. I just wonder about the feeling of what it was like to play against, for lack of a better term, your mentor. And it perhaps maybe that speaks somewhat to what Sean faces when he plays him. Yeah, it's it's um it always starts off when you're playing somebody that knows you well, um, mentally. Hey, do they know your playbook, offense, defense, et cetera? But then there's also the the personality side of it is how do they um, game plan within the building? Um, you know, again, speaking of Sean, uh, when I first got my first job in the NFL, I was his quality control coach. So I was doing all of his, I was typing up all of his uh, defensive game plans and kind of had the ins on how he worked and. Um, how much he didn't sleep. I don't know if he's getting more sleep now or not, but little things like that. Uh, but a lot of respect for him. And I think, like, when you have guys within the tree, you know, for us, for me, Doug Peterson, um, a lot of guys, they're all over the league. Um, you have a respect factor for them and what they do schematically. Um, but in the end, they also change. They adapt. They get with other people uh, that have ideas and suggestions, and then you kind of create your own. And, and I think Sean's done a f phenomenal job um, with that. Does that add to the cat and mouse in, in a way from each side? I mean, that, that there is some template for how you guys have known each other over the years? Or? It, it might add a little bit, but but not much. And then you throw Coach Reed and Sean into into the mix and how much they've played each other, you know, over the years in the battles. 
I think more than anything, it's probably there's probably a little bit of okay, he's he's done this x amount of times in this situation. Um, trying to think through that, but in the end, all of the you know great coaches they stick to what they do and they they figure out ways to um, you know work to their players' strengths. And I think that's you know Sean's done a great job with that. Coach has done a great job, and there's that little there is a little bit of it, but probably not as much as we all think. When you look at the problems in the red zone, lately, mm-hmm. the other day you had a penalty that wiped out one touchdown. Yep. Uh, Travis dropped a pass, probably would have been another touchdown. There was the bad snap on the third down. Sure. I mean, is it, is it just a case of you guys making mistakes at the wrong time, or are there bigger issues when you're down there in the red zone right now? No, that's, that's a part of it. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate because we feel like, okay, you eliminate turnovers, you eliminate penalties, and now you get in the red zone, let's put up touchdowns. And we've had some games this year where there's been a lot of field goals and, and not as many touchdowns uh, when, when you need that. There's been some this year where sometimes you, you play, you, you don't, I forget what game it was a few weeks ago, but you're not getting touchdowns, but you're chipping away with the, with the threes. We don't want that. We know we need touchdowns. And so um, we, we definitely lock in and focus on not just the execution of the plays that you mentioned, um, but also schematically, what are we doing? How can we do our part to help the players out? Whatever that is, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but we definitely, we know that we need to be better. Um, and that's going to help our defense out, you know, get more points and, and allow, allow them to play complimentary football and um, stay away from field goals. You know, if, we, if we're not going to – if we're not punting, then we need to score. And if we're going to score, let's get touchdowns. I know the goal is always to get a touchdown, but with your defense as good as it is, you mentioned, I mean, the field goal thing is working. Mm-hmm. You know, four or five field goals has been winning the games too. Like, is there a, a balancing act of – Let's not give away the three that – because Buckner's pretty automatic this year. Let's not give away the three we have in our pocket. Yeah, that's a great point. <clears throat> Probably the biggest thing is it's whenever you have third down and you don't get it and you know you're kicking a field goal, there's always a little bit of – everybody, naturally, you have a little bit of frustration coming off the field because you're getting three. But like you said, if, if you're getting into the red zone, um, whether it's with help by the defense or special teams – and or, excuse me, you're moving the football on your own to get there. Red zone drives are important statistically. Uh, now, the, the great teams have red zone drives, a lot of red zone drives with touchdowns, and now that's tough to stop with this defense as well. So, um, yeah, it's great to have field goals. You won points, but and defenses are changing a little bit schematically on what they're doing, and that's always a part of this too is like how, how are they adapting to what offenses are doing and then what are offenses doing to counter attack that. So there's a little bit of everything, and we know that we, we got to, in these games, you got to score touchdowns. That related to the complimentary aspects you've been talking about, I think Patrick threw the ball away seven times hmm. the other day. I, I, I'm not sure, but that's one of the highest numbers. Does that reflect a little of what you've been saying, that you know, recognize that? Yeah, there's, pro- there's probably a little bit of that in there. Uh, not that you want to throw the ball away, but if you're going to take a, a nine-yard sack or a throwaway, you're going to take the throwaway. Um, if something's not there, you want to make sure that you, you don't, you know, you, you're being smart with the football. And I think that's a – Pat's always had that over time. I mean, there's been some, some throws where he's made some, no, 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 oh, yeah, great throw. Um, maybe not as many of those right now, but it's all about being smart, and that goes to that complimentary football. On, on, uh, on Rushy Rice, obviously statistics suggest he's a pretty quick learner. Mm-hmm. When did you – understand that about him and was it in meetings or on the field how did how did you see him grow um probably 
no, it's on the field in the game is when you see it. So, um, you know, specifically, I feel like against the Dolphins, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I can't give you an exact reason. I just feel like it, around that time, you could really feel like, okay, he, it's starting to click with him. Um, whether it's in practice, the tempo, him getting in and out of the huddle. You know, we've, we've been talking over training camp, right, about getting out of the huddle and getting lined up and just trying to run the play the right way. He's way past that now. Now he gets up to the line of scrimmage. He's seeing what the defense does, and now he can let his natural ability take over. Probably midseason, around that time, is when I felt like it clicked. The beauty is, is that um, he wants to be coached. He wants more. And I think the other thing, too, is and it's hard for everybody that's not in the building to see it, but these other players around him are helping him out, too. That wide receiver group, you see guys in there, the veteran guys that are really helping him and becoming coaches themselves, which is great. You need that. And so we just, everybody all in all, and he knows he has a lot of room to grow, but he's done, he's done a great job. Had some operational issues getting the line of scrimmage and all that stuff at Christmas Day. It was, a, it was a rough one. You guys talked about wanting to get that fixed. It looks like it really has been fixed. What were the keys to that? Is it more quicker communication in the headset or just how's that operate? It's, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, you, you have to, uh, we always, you guys know, um, as coaches, we got to start with ourselves and what are, how are we letting the players play fast? So, whatever that is, whether it's a, um, a personnel, whether it's the length of a play call, whether it's, you know, subbing guys in and out. Um, allowing the players to play fast, allowing Pat to play fast. Um, and, and when you do that, you know, usually good things happen. And I think, um, but at the same point in time, the players, then they also got to understand um, working together so that when they do play fast and they know what they're doing, you're going to eliminate the, those penalties, eliminate the mistakes, the things that we were getting frustrated over. So that's what we did. And um, I think that's, that's growth for us, but we know we, in the end, in, in the end, we want more touchdowns. We want to score more, but there's a process to it. Okay, one more. Yeah, go ahead. Back to Rice for a second. Um, you guys have increasingly gone to him as the season's gone on in big situations. Was there a point where you started to feel comfortable with that, and, and, and why? What, what did you see from him to let you know he could handle that? Yeah, again, it was probably around midseason. I, I can't say an exact time. I mean, there were some sprinkled plays where I think you, you'd see the explosiveness um, of how he is on a play. And sometimes it's not always it's not always just one or two plays. There are five catches that he has for 100 yards. It might be more so of us feeling, hey, this is clicking with him with the – there's not a lot of mental mistakes. You know, when we get together Monday morning and watch tape, we're seeing it's clean. And, and so um, – as a coach, when you have guys that don't make the same mistake twice, you love that, and that's what he's done. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you like about this time of year? Uh, I love it. You know, I'm here with my brothers, and this one we come together as a whole, you know, and do what we do. I assume you guys have a, 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 port, a time where you break down the whole game that you just played on film and everything. Uh, when you jams, Tyreek Hill all the way to the ground, what was the... Well, you know, everybody was happy for me, but, you know, <laughs> I've been doing it all year, you know. It's just something that it's Tyreek, so they made it big for what it was, but you know. What did uh, Spagnuolo say to you? Uh, he was happy for me, you know. He was like a proud dad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, Tyreek on Twitter said you jammed him all the way to Cancun. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw I, I actually commented up under and laughed at him. Yeah, I think it was kind of funny. Um, how important is it to like put that game away, though? Uh, it's very important. You know, we're, we're in playoffs, you know, that's behind us. You know, we set the standard of who we are, and we're just trying to keep moving forward. we got goals that we want to meet, and that's the Super Bowl. What are the biggest challenges you're going to get from the Bills? Uh, you know, they're good all the way around, well-coached, you know, great players. They're going to fight to the end. And they also got a great defense, so, you know, I just, we just got to match their defense. You guys have battled with uh, Josh Allen several times. I know he was a player here a couple weeks ago, or a couple years ago. He was out running. Trying to jump over you. Right. I mean, how tough is that part of his game? Oh, uh, man, you know, we stopped him from running around. You know, I think I know them guys up front is going to do that, you know, like they did previously. And, you know, we stopped him up front. You know, it's a challenge, but the guys, they can do it. Well, Darius, you've had a full season now of kind of traveling with the opponent's top receiver. How do you feel like you've done? Oh, uh, man, you know, I think I still have more work to do. You know, they steady sleeping on me. So, you know, I still got a point to prove. Stephen Diggs, uh, what are the challenges he, he provides? Oh, you know, he's a great receiver, smart, you know, a great route runner. And I think that's why he's been hard worker. That's why he's been one of the top receivers in the league. Is he a talker? Yeah, he's definitely a talker. I am too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe how much Mike Edwards has meant to you guys, especially filling in for Brian as he had to? What, what, what kind of difference has he made? Oh, man, from seeing Mike come in from when he first got here to now, it's – it's very proud to see how he progressed from the stings, the moves that he made when going on through the season. And coming with some key plays, obviously, uh, that, those sort of explosive defensive plays, I guess you might call them, those, those been significant for you guys? Uh, definitely. You know, it might have been helping us out, scoring, touchdown, making turnover, big plays, and yes, it's been helping us out tremendously. Rogerius, wasn't it you who went to Steve Spagnolo and said, hey, I'd like to. Travel with the yeah, we had conversations. You but know. that was your kind of suggestion, right? Yeah, we had conversations about it, and he just, you know, just they thought about it, and he told me he was going to let me know. What, what told you you would play well in that? Oh, man, you know, it's, I told Spaz, just throw me anywhere on the field. I'll play. If it's D-line or whatever you want to throw me, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you know, there's plenty of guys get to the league a different way, right? First-round picks and stuff like that. The path that you've taken to get to where you are and – there's a big payday coming for you 
next year because you're going to be a free agent. You played so well. Have you stopped to kind of reflect about that journey and, and maybe what it might mean to you here in the future with how well you played? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's all about the payday. You know, I say, uh, you know, I've been facing challenges all my life. You know, it's always been like this for me. I always had to prove myself. I've always been underdog. So, you know, it's just something that I've always been doing my whole entire life, and I'm going to keep continue to do it. Okay. Keep me hungry. Uh, there was a little bit of a hubbub, J.J. Watt, and some people talking about it. being upset about pro football focus is great. You know, they grade players and everything. They I'm suck. You ever, what's that? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They suck. Question. <laughs> Did you even ask? Did you answer? <laughs> Anybody else? Last one. Thanks, Ledger. All right, thank you all. Leo Chanel. <laughs> you have a future at it? <laughs> oh, boy. He did. He did. He uh, handled the ball and got it out there, you know, to the 30 or 35. It was nice. It's good. We'll take that field position. Before we look forward, I mean, just looking back, how extreme were those conditions and what you guys had to execute? Uh, the most extreme conditions I've ever been in. I mean, and I was at Chicago for nine years. We had some cold games, but that one, that was a whole nother level. So, I mean, it was, it was awesome the way our guys handled it. I thought, you know, the kickers, punters, snapper did a great job, and everybody else had the right mental attitude coming in. The whole team. Um, it was it was impressive. I was proud of those guys. What's your experience in Buffalo? Is that a pretty tricky place for those guys? Uh, yeah, it's it's usually windy. I mean, that's pretty much you know yeah, this time of year. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I ever played them this late. I mean, I, you know, I, the last time we played, I can't remember exactly when that was, but I mean, no fans there. Last time we were there, um, you know, was it early in the year? Yeah, um, but. Um, you know, so I mean, the weather's going to be a factor again. Sounds like, uh, sounds like it'll be like 24 degrees and uh, maybe 10 mile an hour winds. So it'll be something we have to deal with. Not as bad as what we had, but you know, that's the good thing about that game. I mean, we'll, nothing will ever compare to it. So you know, you can always say you did that. So you know, we're good. We kid around about Leo a little bit, but what, what earned him that spot? On the back end, I mean, they're they're back there because they're blockers. They're not they're not back there because they're, uh, you know, threats. But they have to be prepared for like what happened with the squibs and stuff. We were this close to going to a, a whole different scheme there, but we only ended up getting two. I didn't think they would kick again to you because they were kicking with the wind on the second one, and they kicked it uh, a kick to us again short. So I mean, I thought they would try to kick a touchback there. That's why those big guys are back there, and then we were getting ready to change to something something different. Uh, after that, but we just didn't, never got another one, which is, you know, you always want more kickoffs than you do kickoff returns, so it was a good thing. What, what did you feel like Butcher's range was on field? Yeah, it's a good that, question. That one to the right. Yeah, we had uh, 30, the, we had 35 yard line on the with the wind on our back, and then 30 yard line with the, with the wind at our face. So, so, so when you guys went four, on fourth down, that's 48 53. That's that what we're looking for. Really close to that. I mean, it would have been like 56. Maybe. Nah, it was out of our range. Yep. Back to Leo thing. How, you guys try to practice everything, but how often do they actually practice? Get to practice picking the ball up and. We practice. We, we get one a, one a week. It's a different guy. We don't, we don't kick it to everybody. We don't have time to do that. But we'll we'll pick a guy out and just you know kick a squib kick down to one guy. Uh, you know Leo's had a, a little bit of practice at it before. What, what are the Bills' special teams like? Uh, the first thing you got to think of is their punt returner. I mean Hardy. I mean he basically won that game for him. We talked about that before, the Miami game with the 95-yard return or, uh, you know, that he had uh, in that game. That was huge for them. 
So he's a threat. He's probably the number one thing that you have to deal with. Uh, the kicker struggled last week, but he'll bounce back. Uh, you know, the punters pulled the hamstring on that block. Uh, so, you know, they signed Matt Hack to the practice squad. So we're, we're preparing for both kickers. And they're different because Matt's a lefty. And um, uh, the other guy, eight, is a, you know, he's a righty. So uh, that's two different things, two opposite, you know, spin on the ball. And so we have to practice both for both guys. They did have a rough special teams day they won because they did have that, that kick block. Was that just a good play by Pittsburgh on that? Uh, I think it was a low. It looked like a low kick. It looked like the ball came out of there a little low because, I mean, the guy had his hand up and hit him in a face mask. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it was, it, was a, it was a low kick, I think. With, no question. Without having a lefty punter, how do you practice? Uh, we have a jugs machine that goes left and right. So we've already practiced already once with the – for, for as soon as we found out they signed Matt, we started practicing lefty because we were always been we didn't that's that's the first lefty we've may, may face. We hadn't had a lefty all year, but our, our jugs machine goes back both ways, so it can. Bring Colquitt back to practice. Doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Anybody Are you guys going to be outside today? We were we we're trying to get outside. I know that um, the field. I mean, it was so cold that the field froze. You know, saying we've been trying to heat it up with the, with, with the, you can see the bubble and stuff and with blowing heat under it, and I'm just not sure it's getting there. So, if it's a little bit icy, we'll, we'll probably end up going inside. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'd like to get out. All right, thanks. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.